When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Babes, I got new cities on sale. Tiki Wiki's for you at chrisdcomedy.com. We finally added Toronto. We got Tarrytown. We got Milwaukee. We got Madison, Wisconsin. We got Houston, Dallas, New Orleans. I mean, we're coming to places I've never come for, baby. Uh, New Jersey, Baltimore, Philly, we added a show. So go to chrisdcomedy.com. All the Tiki Wikis are on sale right now. Some of these sold out in the pre-sale. So hopefully we'll add a show or you got to get the ticket soon. But go to chrisdcomedy.com. Find your city. Uh, The UK should be coming soon. Um, We should be putting it up. And New Year's Eve will be coming soon. Okay, so I'll be coming. I'll be in Long Island New Year's Eve. All those tickets will be available at chrisdcomedy.com. But go get the tickets that are on sale now, baby. I love you. Oh, they're so fun. So fun. Started at the comedy corner. He was there. I remember it was the three of us. Wow. In Boston, no, not Boston. In fucking. I remember PJ's Comedy Corner. Yeah, Bleak, Bleaker and fucking. Yeah, McDougal. McDougal. Yeah, it was like two blocks down from the cellar. I yeah. kind of actually liked that. Mike Britt was the host. Yeah, that was a great time. good old days. But yeah, I remember Ronnie was one of the first people I saw there. That stuck out in my brain. Yeah, I was like, who's this angry Asian guy just on stage? He's funny, mad as fuck. But he, but he wasn't. Speak of the devil, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> no, is, really? Is this intro okay? This next comic I met in an open mic when I visited New York for the first time. He was super yeah, funny to me, which way. proves you should be nice to everyone because you never know when they're going to be get their own gala. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, literally, the Ronnie Chang just texted me. Yo, that is fucking creepy. <laughs> well, are the cameras on? That, that's fucking Dude, that's bizarre. one of the weirdest things. <laughs> if you didn't pick that up, we just were talking about Ronnie Chang. And I, they messed out open mics with the man at 4.05... And then at 4.05, he texted N- Namesh, because I guess you're on his gala tonight. Yeah, t- on it's, Sunday, yeah. On Sunday, this next comic I met in an open mic when I visited New York for the first time, and he was super friendly to me, which proves you should be nice to everyone because you never know when they're going to get their own JFA gal- JFL gala <laughs> and put you on. Please welcome the freewheeling Namesh Patel. The, <laughs> what a hero. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking wild. Now you don't have to go to that show. You got the intro right there. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Christy Chaos. We got Namesh Patel, everybody. Oh, nice. Uh, we're doing the Comics in Bed series Hi. here at Just for Laughs. And uh, this, is, this is our first Indian. Comfortable ass beds here yeah, at the fucking Hilton Hotel. Um, I, uh, uh, I, mentioned you, I mentioned you last night um, because I did Big J's storytelling show. Oh, yeah. And you had Veer Das was on. Uh-huh. And then Jay uh, Shonda, Shonda Shakar. From, oh, the Indian guy from Super Troopers. From Super Troopers. Yeah, and yeah. And then I came on last. Oh, good. And I was, like, I'm so, I was like, I'm sorry. You know, that's not a third <laughs> Indian. I was like, they were supposed to be, but I threw Namesh Patel down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and and, and, and now, I'm, now I'm coming on. And, and somebody was like, I'm going to see Namesh. I was like, of course you are, you white bitch. <laughs> Who said that? Someone? <laughs> I, yes. Uh, I was like, are you a white woman? She was like, yes. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, do you follow him on TikTok? She was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my strength is strong. Here Yo, you got, Montreal, the, you got the white the, women on TikTok on lock. I got the pool, baby. Yo. All, all ages of white women are coming out to see Yo, me. Bro, you're one of those guys that... 
um, uh, is making it without the gatekeeper. Yes, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, Until I say something wrong in Chinese, and then who who knows what's going to happen? Just don't attack the Mexicans. Um, (laughs) Why? What have you done? uh, I've talked about it for the last three podcasts. I just, I I just, I was getting dragged. Lo siento, lo siento, por favor. (laughs) People always tell me, please don't mention the Mexican controversial joke you made three weeks ago, and then I mention it every week. He's like, don't bring it up right now. He's doing an ad read for it. <laughs> what no. did you say? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, bro, first of all, Nimesh and I have known each other since I want to say I'm gonna I'm gonna put a guess at 2010. Is you and I have known each other? Uh, yeah. I mean, we started. I started in 09, so you did too, right? I started in 09, but uh, I don't know. If, did we meet each other right away? So I then we knew I, each other since 09. Yeah, yeah. Since like the beginning, almost. You might have been at one of the first open mics I went to. You I started know? August of 2009. Same. Wow. Look at that, dude. August 13th. I mean, August 19th, 2009 is when I started. Look at that, man. We're the same person. 13 years. I love it, dude. It's fucking amazing. Look at that. What's the craziest thing you can remember from, like, open mic stuff? Would anybody ever fight at open mic? There was a... Mike Lawrence got attacked at an open mic. Remember that? He got punched in the face by some random guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then then he got... Mike Lawrence, who's a great comic. If you don't know him, go Mike Lawrence. This Monster, was two, Monster Rider. Monster Rider. This was 2009, 2010. We were doing an open mic down in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Uh-huh. And it was a summer day, and the, the windows were open, and people were walking by, but we were inside. And Mike Lawrence made a joke or something about a guy walking by, and the guy walked into the bar and punched him right in the face <laughs> <laughs> and broke his glasses over his eye. And I was in physical therapy school at the time, and I went into the CVS next door and got band-aids that patched his eye up. Wow, I mean, what a nice guy you are. Yeah, I know, but it was that. like just because – and Mike I mean, was like, you thank did, you. You did punch him in the face, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how Chris yeah, started yeah. coming. <laughs> and then I yelled, fuck Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a great start to comedy. <laughs> yeah. so, so fucking, I remember that was like a fight that I remember where I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." But uh, do you ever feel like this? And this is this is not you know we don't go too inside comedy on this because the audience just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But 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 I think this is like applies to like just life. Don't you feel like, or I ask you, do you feel? Like that sense of nostalgia mm-hmm. in the beginning, like when we're just running around open mics and there was genuinely no pressure. Nobody cared what we said. No, it was just right. about us. Do you, did you ever wish that like you want to go back to those times? Or are you happy where you're at now? Uh, I think you could be both. I mean, I'm I'm very happy that I'm in bed with you right now. I know. Uh, and that 13 years later, we're comfortable enough to be sitting in this bed 100%, together. 100%, like dude. But Wait until the steam starts coming out of the vents and you go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the real pod... Yeah, that, that, that's the Patreon up. Pimp's, yeah. got, Pimp's got cameras for some other reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, the cameras go down and, and it just says <laughs> patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Uh, wait, wait, why am I on the screen right now? <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, catch the maids in here earlier and I'm like, I wonder the what they... The maids were in here? I wonder what they think I do in here. Oh my God. Dude's coming in and out. <laughs> <laughs> two cameras. Two $20,000 cameras. This fucking... They definitely did make it for I wonder if you get a knock on the door from the Montreal police. And I feel like I dress like a porn director. You do, you do. man. <laughs> Honestly, dude, That's that would be Basquiat my first guess. ass shirt. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. My guess is for you, my guess is for you genuinely would be a porn director, 
porn director, <laughs> artist, or just adult with autism? Yeah. One of those three. All of them. <laughs> I mean, you could be all three for sure. By the way, shout out, shout out the Autism Army. Um, we talk about them every week. There was a, We were watching a basketball game, or we were watching TV, mm-hmm. uh, and on NBC, like, 3 o'clock, they have, like, these bullshit basketball leagues that they televise. Uh-huh. Now it's, like, not NBA-sanctioned. It's, like, you know, for charity, and one of the teams that was playing their jersey said the Autism Army. And That's the, fucking badass. And Pimp just thought it was funny. What was, <laughs> what was the score? <laughs> they were getting worked. <laughs> but they just kept looking up, like, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it can't, time, it yeah. can't go past four. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, but, I mean, yeah. I, I miss, like, uh, the a the camaraderie that we all had when we started. Uh, I still think that exists, but it's like everyone now is so spread out and so busy, yeah. uh, doing our, everyone's own thing that it feels good when we come back to be like, oh yeah, like yeah, we started together. This is how it was. Yeah. But uh, the most the shit I miss the most is the fact that like, the like like exactly what you said that there is no sense of stakes when you start comedy. Right. You don't think. You, I, mean, I at least I never thought I wouldn't make it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That idea of like, what else am I gonna do? Doesn't creep into your brain. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, this is this is just what I'm doing right now. No end game. Luckily, there's no plan or path to follow necessarily. It's just like you just gotta stay on this road and see where it kind of goes. Yeah, and, and, and there's no take school. what comes. Yeah, there's no there's, there's no there's no four years here. To, uh, but the way you guys talk about it feels like when people talk about a relationship where they're like, I miss when I wasn't sick of you. Right. You yeah. Know I mean? Well, I think that what happens is, is what you have to remind yourself of. And again, just talking about comedy, but you can apply this to whatever it is you're doing in your career or life, you know, listening at home is you, you have to like remember like w- the steps you took to get you to where your goals are and kind of re- constantly check in with yourself yes. and have like that moment of gratitude where you're like, if I would have told two, year- two years ago me I was here, that two-year-old me would be happy with my success. God damn, look at you, mature ass, man. We have matured as people. Well, dude, we, we were having an Indian guy on, so we did a lot of yoga and meditation <laughs> before the show. <laughs> and we shit and we shit in holes outside the hotel. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. Indians will be mad at that. <laughs> Mexican feud is over. Indians. <laughs> Hassan Minaj is my friend. <laughs> he likes my post. Check it out. Viridas is on the door right now. <laughs> He's real I, upset. I like, it was funny, yesterday we were in the Glean green room of cafe cleopatra Beardas is so fucking funny by the way he told a wild story about he's being charged with sedition in india yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. crazy shit but i just you know we were sitting in the green room chilling whatever and i was just telling a story about how and it went on too long like this was not in the show like this was in the green room for five minutes about how i had a tough time getting into england with my passport and vera wow. was like he's just waiting for me she goes do you really think you have fucking immigration problems? He was like, you? He was like, motherfucker. And then he started telling us like legitimate stories of being like thrown in jails and airports well, for well, not having like the right paperwork on. Well, some yeah, shit. I mean, Veer's a, a a wanted man across this yeah across the country. I mean, across India for sure. Like people yeah. either love him or hate him, but yeah. he, he fucking says some wild shit. Yeah, and that's what happens in, in India. Like. We think we have it bad here, like oh my god, cancel culture and shit. Now nah, we fucking fine. We do what the fuck they want. Yeah, he told me he was telling us it was like material that like comedy material he was doing, like criticizing a, a leader in India. Like we would criticize uh, uh, any political joke here, and they were going to put him in jail for that. Yeah, if you say if that's what I was asking him about the seller, I was like, he said you should go to India and do comedy. I'm like, yeah, but I say fuck Modi here, and people get mad. Like here, and people on my on my YouTube like get very fucking upset. And I was like, if I go there and say that shit, 
I, this is one big reason like I don't even think about setting up a tour there is because I'm like, what if I say some shit and then Indian cops come and put me in Indian jail? I'm like, I will not survive and no fucking. Have you been? I gotta to think. India? I gotta been, think. There's an ungodly amount of cigarettes in an Indian jail. Oh my! <laughs> I feel like, like Indian guys love cigarettes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they're not currency, bro. These cigarettes are not worth trading. They're just tiny little like roaches, mer- literal roaches rolled up and fucking smoked. And it's, like, if India is, if Indian jail is anything like India, it's probably the fucking worst place on the planet, bro. So, like, so, I can't fucking so fathom. India, but but this guy India's, Modi. Yeah. we're not talking about the comic Modi. We're talking. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say whatever the fuck you want about. See him, you could see him performing at local synagogues. Up the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lock in every synagogue. That guy in India makes too. so much money doing private gigs in with for Jewish I don't churches. Doubt it's it. fucking next level. Yeah, um, but Modi. So Modi is the prime minister of India. Narendra Modi is the prime minister of India, and he is like, and this is all from my very low level of research on the man. It's like, yeah. you know, he is very anti-Muslim. Yeah, I just want to say you can. We have a, uh, you know, you could say th- on this podcast, you could say things. I just wanted to say that, you know, I don't know if it's a shock to you, but we probably don't have a huge Indian. We have kind of an Indian. You're mostly talking uh, to white no. men. After in, this, yeah, after yeah. this, I mean, you, you're, you're going to get mostly talking a, to white men and gay Puerto Rican women. I mean, yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, combined, that's a one Indian man. <laughs> so, so, right, it's, I'm sorry. so he's anti-Muslim. He's, he's like anti-Muslim. My and, fans and, are like, yeah, I like this guy. He, <laughs> he, he is, he is like Trump's boy. Like they were boys, really? they were boys oh, okay. when, when he was in office. And it's because they have very similar mind. They're very nationalistic. They're like India and the United States have a very strong uh, exchange between uh, people and ideas and all that kind of stuff. But he is he is a known like anti-Muslim slant and he says a lot of things yeah. that are vitriolic and he will not stand up if anti-Muslim violence happens. And that en- fucked up. that enough yeah. is for me to be like, I don't fuck with this dude because, you know, you got a billion people in India. You can if you can control 400 million people, that's the fucking you could destroy minds and lives and that kind of stuff in India and he's making it a very like Hindu nationalistic place and this is again me just saying this from just like very top level research I'm sure if I dug a little deeper I'd be even more accurate than that you know but like that enough for me is like man I I can't fuck with this guy and if I were to go to India I couldn't not say this shit and if I didn't if I said all this shit I would be concerned that you know I'm sure Beers told you like outside of his shows there'd been cops waiting for him to like, arrest him. To arrest him. Like, say some shit about him and that, you know, he had to, like, pay them off or whatever. I don't want that shit heat on me. No. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what the laws there are, there are. I know they lock up Indian comedians for saying wild shit. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. If, if, if um, you know, a white comedian went over there, or not even a, a wild black comedian, a non-Indian comedian went, went over there yeah. and they said some stuff, you know, joking about India, is that... Would they put them in jail too? I they have could. no, I have no idea what they what can't the do. Yeah, I'm sure as Americans we could just get the fuck out of here. Out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and we're not gonna have a fucking Britney Griner situation. You know what I mean? No, she's gonna, getting out now. Yeah, thank they God. They traded her. They traded her for a Russian arms deal. For Nicholas, it's a good trade. They should send Nicholas Cage over instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy he played in like Lords of War. Is it the is, guy? Oh, who really? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's out? that's the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> would, it'd be so funny if like just immediately within weeks there's just guns like all through Bergen Beach and Bath Beach, all the Russian <laughs> neighborhoods, and broken people getting shot up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> now. But Britney Griner is gonna play. Like in yeah. India when you're walking around. Like, what's the craziest part of the lifestyle? Well, I was in, I went in 2013. Oh, 
Uh, so I'm sure it's gotten better for whatever reason. Let me ask you this. In 2013, yes. I understand the career wasn't at the point where it's at no. now, but were you at, do you have anything out there in public kind of Nothing. shitting on India or no, making no, no. jokes about India, I meant to say, in any I way? Don't, I don't think there was anything like the environment of comedy that's going on. It, stand-up in India is like brand new. Uh, it is the second week. Brian Morton... Um, uh, who 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 we just saw outside? Who who runs New York Comedy Club is telling us that it is a statistical fact the second biggest stand-up comedy market outside the United States is India. I don't doubt it. I yeah. mean, there's a billion fucking people there, yeah. and it's yeah. such a new and very low investment art form uh, that you find a stage and people are just like, yes, like we Indians love talking shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like some of the best storytellers are Indian. Uh, uh, they don't really it, get offended either. I notice no, in stand-up. No, they don't. I think they like the kind of, uh, um, what's it called, release that it provides because we're such a reserved people normally yeah. that we can just say, and when you hear Honestly, someone say dude, some wild shit, it's like, oh, that's fucking great. You if know? I was Indian, if uh -huh. I was Indian, oh, I think there'd be a part of me that would be like embarrassed on how successful my people are in this country. Like, I would feel bad about it. Why? Because you, you guys are just in the top of the class constantly. <laughs> well, well, You're yeah. just number one in, <laughs> well, that, in everything when it comes to academics, and you probably make the most money of any we are, we, class. Sh we shout out to the Indians. We do make the most money. Yeah. But also, you know, let's not discount all the mo poor motherfuckers that live in Jackson Heights and all these queens. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, you, got, you guys take me to the airport. I appreciate that. It's <laughs> because they live right near it, you know? But, but it's... Yeah, they take me on their pegs. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been on a rickshaw before, man. I think you and a rickshaw would make me fucking very happy. No, Pim, actually, we're, that's what we're, we're gonna do an episode live from India on the back of a fucking oh, rickshaw. Holy shit. That would be fucking sick as shit. But be, yeah, but I don't think uh, uh, what's it? What we talking? You asked like if you were to go as a white American in India, would you get in trouble? And when I went 2013, there was no sense of what was coming from the standard perspective and from like how the government was going to fucking yeah. clamp down and like destroy Was Modi it. already in charge at no, that no, time? No, Modi was not president. I don't know who the president was, but I remember when I went in 2013, I was in Mumbai. It was Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Modi was bad. No, uh, uh, I was there in 2013 Mumbai and Russell Peters was there and I texted him like, yo, I want to come through the show. He's like, yeah, come through. And then, and then I realized, A, I couldn't make it because it was like on the other side of Mumbai and I didn't want to go alone. And B, it was like a 30,000-seat place he was going to play. Just a casual. Like, like an arena. Yeah, like a, just a casual Sunday. Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to drop in and do fucking 30,000 people. Easy work. And, and I mean, that's what Veer does now, too. Like, Veer he does, does the arenas in he, India. Veer does, I don't know, if his first special, like, he did, like, it was like 600 people here or something. It's like the uh, intercut between India and here. Here, it's like 600 people. There, it's like 10,000. Well, I think uh, even uh, here now, Veer did big rooms here in Montreal. He's, yeah, yeah. I think he can sell out big rooms in America yeah. now and everything. Veer, yeah. Veer's got a huge expat draw. Like, there's so many Indians that love it. You know what's crazy? Is that, like, just like five years ago, I mean, I, maybe three years ago, uh, we were, my cousins and I were hanging out, like, at uh, one of my cousin's houses. And one of my cousins was younger, 17, 18 years old. Like, he swims over to me. He's like, hey, man. You know Veer Das? I'm like, you know Veer Das? <laughs> like, how the fuck do you know Veer Das, yeah. bro? I'm like, I didn't really know him at the time. I was like, how the fuck do you know him? Veer is huge, all that to say. Yeah. But like when I went in 2013, it was, I didn't go for stand-up. I went with my family, and I had no sense of what the stand-up scene was or anything like that. And I didn't think about, let me try to get on stage somewhere. But now I know I got a huge Indian fan base. Like in India, people hit me up like, please come to India. Like, I do a tour. It. I love, I want to hear but you just, talk But you shit. don't want to go over there. 
I'm a little afraid to go over there right now, and I, but I think like if I were to set it up properly, have security and all that kind of stuff, oh, I would yeah. definitely go You'd make do it. If, but, and if you if you can't make it, or they just do the show in Jackson Heights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it the same. People have no fucking idea. But stand up aside, like I meant, like sketchy. Is it sketchy? No, I mean, look, uh, uh, as a as a six foot tall male, like very few places are sketchy, uh, uh, but. When I went, like my sister and my mom were not allowed to go out alone. Mm-hmm. Like, like they always had like uh, my uncle or somebody with them. And after like after dark, they're like, and did the, would your uncle have that thing on him too? I never knew if he had a gun or anything yeah. like that. But he was definitely like, no, no one's going out in Delhi. I remember specifically like my sister and mom want to go outside and like take a walk and stuff. And my uncle was like, nah, you you can't go outside right now because it's just like. It was. I don't know if you remember all the date rape shit or the gang rape yeah, like shit packs happening. Packs of men going and then yeah, yeah. getting away with it. Yeah, and Wait, just like what? What is it? What is it? Packs of men were like going around India or certain places and like raping women and killing them and getting away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There was like a white a tourist that she, they got arrested, oh, but it, okay. it it made a huge deal. It was like a white tourist from I forget some European. A freewheeling country that like lets white women just travel solo. I <laughs> 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 got gang raped on a bus or something, and it was such a it was such a wild international story. Yeah. And that, it, at that time, that Should've taken the rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it would have just been one dude. I, I, I asked you if it was sketchy. <laughs> no, I, but I said, as a man, no. It's very few places are. Uh, but at the time, that was in the ether. Like that was in the air. Like oh shit, and it always felt like. Uh, at least when I was walking with my sister, my mom, my dad, like I was always like a sentry, just like looking out, making sure no, because because India's uh, again 2013 when I went, hyper dense, like there's people fucking everywhere. I remember walking in Mumbai, like like running into people, like yo, get the fuck out the way, like stop yeah. moving. It's like Times Square constantly, and so uh, what you would hear about is like uh, uh, tourists like getting groped and all this kind of stuff, and I was like, I will not allow anyone even remotely near. Uh, my sister and my mom. Right. Luckily, nothing happened. Obviously, you know, and, and I think the majority, ninety nine percent of story. If India was just a a grope fest, like I'm sure I would be there. Like you know, like, <laughs> 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 uh, all these Indian it's hands just, are groping, and then just one white hand with a Fitbit. Yeah. It's just me. <laughs> it's just in the culture, you guys. It's just in the culture. <laughs> it's not a trip to India unless you get a cost. Well, let me no, tell you but, something. <laughs> India uh-huh. is a place a that I really, really hope to see in my life i feel like we should go i feel like it, being you know us having time on this planet you should go to india you should go you should go see these like ancient civilizations Bro, that have been I around mean, for thousands and thousands of years and, you know i'll say two things about it one yes the fucking uh, I, we only went to the taj mahal i think or and we probably went to like one other temple as like we've got to see this iconic historical and taj mahal is like breathtaking you're there just like I've been to it in Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> that that Taj Mahal is breathtaking because of cigarette smoke. Yeah. <laughs> this is breathtaking. <laughs> this, this is also this is breathtaking for because of pollution, but also because it's fucking it's so big. Like the pictures don't do it justice about how detailed it is. There's yeah. jewels everywhere, and you're like so many slaves died making this thing. Fuck. So many people died making this shit because it was made by a, a king for his wife as like a tomb. And they just worked him to death. Yeah, he's just like, all right, we inlay these perfect, beautiful gems. It's, it's fucking so ornate. And, and that is amazing. But what the bigger takeaway was, was how free everybody is. Like, everyone's just Interesting. like, my, my, I remember just, ne- I've never seen my dad happier. Because there's like, 
a culture of like everyone's doors open everyone's like not really, everyone's working but not working like you could just go hang out pop into your friend's place hang out have some tea chill out during the day ride bikes everywhere like talk and bullshit it's like such a free and loving culture like the people just felt so welcoming and nice and and, and everyone everyone knows when you're talking to them like everyone knows there's no uh this person wants something from me and i want something from them we're just having like strangers just talking like hey yeah. brother how's it going like it felt like one giant neighborhood and i'll never forget that like as like a very so different than america yeah. everything here feels so isolationist as a person like it's such a weird individualistic society yeah in the states whereas in in india it just felt so communal and loving well, i think i think that that's what i mean like these ancient cultures like they've they've been like uh, people that have been around for a long time they know like what's important and what's not they yeah. understand that like communication and all that is like you know, connecting with an individual is like currency more than money. Like, yeah. You know, and I, I, one of my friends who was worked a lot, Dominican guy, he went to. Uh, you don't have to say that. I assumed he was Dominican. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> worked a lot. Yeah, well, uh, yes. He was a dentist. Oh, um, that's what he says. Well, that's what he says to the government. Um, <laughs> but, but, but anyway, he was saying that the one thing he noticed going, he went to India. He would have to go like three times a year, I think, to Mumbai. And he would say he said that. What the, was he moving? I know. I know. <laughs> He's buying teeth in India. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro. They're a lot cheaper there. And he was he was saying that the one thing he noticed was that most people, A, he said when you're sitting and speaking to someone in India, they almost never are like texting or trying to post something while talking. They're giving you their full attention. Right. And he said when you're at a restaurant, nobody has their phones on the table. Uh -huh. Everybody is, is, is engaged. Huh. Or he said what m more people, certainly more people engaged there than in America. They, I'll tell you, they did ban TikTok in India. Oh, oh uh, shit! Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea how. I mean, like, it, what did this, is this new news? No, no, they banned it like almost when it first when I first got on it. Oh, okay, so you're killing it. Then. That's uh, good. Uh, so I got no Indian fans from right. TikTok now, uh, uh, but all that speaking to the fact that, like, yeah, I think like I, I, I highly doubt it's just as uh, uh, focused now as it was then because I think. Indians and social media are like, I mean, we invented most of the shit, yeah, so they probably like locked in like crazy. Yeah. But when I went 2013, it wasn't this fucking yeah uh, obsession with like what's going on on my phone, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I I did Hassan Minaj's did like a a, a a small like Spotify podcast like specifically about the NBA playoffs, and I yeah. was on for 12 minutes with uh -huh. him, and he goes. He, you know, we're talking, whatever, and making jokes, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, um, he goes, yo, he goes, listen, man. He goes, you know, Chris saying all these nice things, whatever. He goes, all my Indian fans, he goes, go right now to go uh, com, and then go to these dates. And he goes, uh, go, Chris, he goes, uh, he, uh, I'm, I'm saying whatever he said, because I, I was calling myself Chrissy Calcutta. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, yo, my boy, he goes, I, I promise you, he fucks with Indians, bro. All of a sudden, like 20 minutes later, Emilio calls me because mm -hmm. he's like on. You take, he gets a ticket when people buy tickets. They like go right to his phone. Right. He goes, bro, you just sold out like two shows because you know you like right away, like out of nowhere. Like uh -huh. the it's um uh where the fuck was I? Orange County Improv, whatever that. Orange oh yeah, he's got Irvine, huge yeah, yeah. Irvine Improv, and it was just like boom, like right away. And I was like, that was Hassan. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, because even if just. 200 indian people that's fucking enough to sell out a show yeah you know what i mean and i was yeah. like yo right away um this like galvanite like this because it is one of those things where like listen man here's here here's the truth here's the tough conversations to have we always talk about 
racism and all that. It's not racism. It's tribalism. Yeah. Every every tribe, we no matter what we look like, from Indians to whites to blacks to Asian, they they it's is subconsciously. It doesn't mean I don't like that other race at all. There's not. I, there's no hatred. It's just there's a thing in us for protection. It's a protective mechanism mm. going back millions of years in our primal DNA to be like I want to be with my tribe. I fuck with my tribe yeah. because I'm safe that way. The, the hormones are the same. The pheromones are the same. Our our hair looks the same. You know, yeah, it, it yeah. kinks the same. That's why we got to stick together and maybe uh uh we'll sell out shows now let me ask you a question <laughs> also you if you watch me you know what shirt i love and it's the shirts by the roosevelts i wear these button downs all day i warm on the joe rogan show i if you see me in public or anywhere i'm probably wearing something from the roosevelts on my body the shirts are awesome. They're stretchy. They're comfortable, and they are fresh as fuck. Um, do you know what the shirts are? The Roosevelt shirts? I don't. Okay, they're like these button-down. I have the short sleeve button-down ones, and they have all different patterns on them. And they, one of them has all the presidents on it. Can I make well, it a crop top? Hundred percent, you can Work. make it a crop top. The Roosevelts some. do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> they're very gay friendly. They're just very friendly friendly. Um, um, I wear a lot of um, They're friendly friendly Roosevelt's What I like about them Is they have um, All their items They have these licensed items Like Star Wars Marvel DC Nickelodeon They have all different types of patterns I'm telling you They are absolutely my favorite shirts Just Google me Google any appearance I've been on And if I If you If somebody asked me to like Dress nicer I just put on a Roosevelt shirt I That's what it is um, I have one, one of them I have one of the shirts Has um you know, like, you know, the Bears, the SNL sketch, the Bears. Of course I know the Bears. The Bears, they have a De Bear shirt. And I wear the Bear shirt uh, a lot. Um, and they also kind of make you look jacked because they get tight on your arms. So you can kind of like. Then I, I'm in. Yeah. Um, so check out the Roosevelt shirts, which you got to go. What you got to do is go to Roosevelt's, R-S-V-L-T-S dot com slash Chrissy Chaos. Use the code Chrissy Chaos at checkout. 20% off your first order. That is R-S-V-L-T-S dot com slash Chrissy Chaos code Chrissy Chaos twenty percent off your first order. I promise you, you're gonna love these shirts. Send me a picky wiki in your shirt. Listen, if you got kids like me, okay, if you have eighty five kids <laughs> like me, and you're looking for things to do with your children, and you want them to get off the tablet, you want them to get off the device, and you just want them to do something constructive, Kiwico is the place for you. What they do is they send. In boxes, they send little projects to your door every month that you can do with your children. We made headphones with the kids. Uh, we did underwater volcanoes. Um, we made like a little boat project. And they're literally, at least for those that hour or so, that you're doing something with them. They're not on their device. And you're bonding with them. You're engaging with them. And then for me, who doesn't know how to build anything, it's fun to get some confidence also back in my life when I just <laughs> learn how to build, when I can build a pair of headphones quicker than an 11 year old and just shove it in his face um so so if i'm telling you and even if you don't have kids if you just want to bond with someone and get off a device go to kiwico and we are i'm we're getting you a good uh good um discount here on the chrissy Cass podcast because listen you want your kids to learn new skills build new experiences make new connections to the broader world kiwico does that in a great way high quality materials real engineering science art projects designed to make learning incredibly fun for children of all ages and i want to say adults because i'm having a good time doing it so if you go to kiwico that's k-i-w-i-c-o.com and put in the promo code chaos you are going to get 50 percent off your first month okay 50 percent off your first month at k-i-w-i-c-o.com 
promo code chaos any crate line you want 50 percent off your month plus free shipping on any crate line with code chaos at kiwakoga.com do it have fun with your kids you pieces of shit <laughs> 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 also, here's a fun fact about Nimesh Patel. I don't, I don't know who's killing it harder than you. I don't know oh. anybody with one nut who's killing it harder <laughs> than you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Reveal. If I look real, real comfortable on this, uh, in this position, it's because uh, I'm a ball short uh, right here. Bro, Nimesh and I were at Radio City mm -hmm. Music Hall watching uh, Hassan right. on the shows with Hassan, and casually we're getting into the elevator. And Namesh just mentioned that he got a nut removed like two weeks before that because he had oh, testicular shit. cancer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, How shit. crazy. That's wild, right? I didn't know that Dude, at all. Is wow. that cool to talk about? Or? Yeah, I'm all right. talking about it all on tour right now. Go yeah. buy tickets at FindingNemesh.com. Yeah, because yeah, this is live. This is live uh, anyway. It's live streaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it really? No, oh, no, okay. no, no. No, no. We would edit anything out. That, okay, does it good. feel any different? Yeah. Well, yeah was can, what, what was that like? Uh, well, I, it was my birthday night. that like, Oh, my, shit. Literally, my God loves you. Little, God, do, <laughs> God does love me, man. Because, because yeah, for real. It, I, I, I felt to. I mean, my spe first special. I was, I was talking to somebody else about this the other day. I was like, uh, my first special is called "Thank You China." This one will be called "Thank You God" for Thank sure. You God. Yeah, your testicular cancer on your birthday was a gift from Modi. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, for, for real, like, because uh, I felt pain in my balls on my birthday night, oh, right? And I went to the hospital and like, uh, like. Hold on, I, I mean to cut you off, but like pain in your, you have to understand pain in your balls. All the guys right now are like, oh, I feel pain in my balls. Like we feel oh. pain in our balls. Yes. But significant enough to take you to the hospital was what? It was, it was, I had, you, you have had a hernia before? No. Okay, so yeah. hernia pain is like super sharp and it's like almost debilitating where it's like, oh, fuck. For like a half a second, you feel it. And then so... Throughout the, throughout the week, maybe, I had felt a little bit, and I had been working out quite a bit because I was like, I'm going back on the road. I want to be in shape. And the first time I had a hernia was like 2016, and I knew I had a hernia because I was working out like crazy. I, I did a back row a bit too heavy. I felt something weird. Two hours later, I'm taking a shit. I feel like a crazy pain in my balls. God, go, to, go to the uh, night emergency room. The city MD had a, uh, a Dominican lady feel my balls up. Uh, <laughs> that she, was my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta go to Mumbai. No, uh, and she says you have a hernia. So fast forward six years later, I'm taking a piss like on my birthday night. I'm like, "Fuck! Did I just did I re-aggravate my hernia? This shit hurts." Like, and I was like, "Well, it for the throughout the week, I was like, man, I'll just wait because a hernia you can just like like hold back in and like uh, yeah. uh, wait to get surgery. Yeah. Uh, it's not like gonna kill you unless it, and if it's gonna kill you, you're gonna know. You're, you're like, I go to the hospital." So I was like, let me just wait. And then my birthday, and I'm taking a piss. I'm like, fuck, this doesn't feel right. Like, there's something wrong here because yeah. it, it didn't feel like I, you know, I, no one had nut tapped me. I didn't, like, have any trauma or anything. The doctor was like, did anything happen to your balls like that that wouldn't have caused you to have pain? I was like, no, nothing happened. You know, my wife squeezed them a little hard, but nothing like uh, uh, yeah. pain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I go to the hospital, and they're like, you know, the ultrasound and shit. They find a mass in my testicle. I'm like, all right. You know, don't think anything of it. Uh, uh, they do blood work, and that's when I find out. And this is all in the same hours of time. Like, I went from, I went from painting my balls. Uh, At what time? Thursday, three o'clock in the morning. Okay. To surgery on Tuesday. Oh wow. Four, four, four or five days later, I found out on the uh, Thursday was pain. Sunday, I get a phone call in the morning. Hey, it's cancer. Uh, uh. So. What was that? 
when they said, "Hey, you have cancer," what, what, how, like, what was the blunt? Like, was it blunt? Was it like, it was like cancer, hey. but it's going to be okay? Or yeah, yeah, what? no. So, the, so, uh, to, let me answer a question. A second, finish this thing, and this is for all the men at home and the gay Puerto Rican women who yeah. touch balls the all the time. Biological, biological born men. That's yeah, yeah. What we want to specify. <laughs> is that this is this is why I say thank God is because <laughs> the doctor told me he was like you, you got very lucky because. The cancer, testicular cancer, doesn't present with pain. Wow. It presents as a heaviness. Like, because most people have, like, a growth and that your balls feel a little heavier. And pe- most most dudes ignore it because they just feel, yeah. oh, this feel like. Uh, it's I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah girl, uh, got uh, these heavy. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, just jerk me off, baby. <laughs> no. So it just felt like pain. And the doctor, when he, I initially talked to him. Uh, uh, when I got the ultrasound result, he said it's a benign cyst, and I was like, "So what then caused the pain?" He's like, "It's most likely a varicose seal, which is when the there's like a, a tube around your balls that gets like could get inflamed from an infection or something." He's like, "That just takes some medicine, you'll be fine." And then I uh, get blood work done Sunday, get the blood work back, and now I'll answer your question. He calls me at seven forty-five. He's like, "Hey man, listen, I know it says it's a benign cyst, but your hormone markers came back elevated, and this it's human growth hormone. This." hormone marker indicates that you have testicular cancer like no dudes are there's human growth hormone is not supposed to be present in dudes who don't take stairs or anything like that it's only present in pregnant women so the or people have cancer it's cancer that the human growth hormone causes this outgrowth of of these cells which is cancer i'm like oh fuck okay he's like well with the procedures don't worry this happens to everybody procedures you gotta have your testicle removed that hurt more than hearing that i had cancer wow because i was like i gotta get surgery and have my nut no, removed yeah. <laughs> god damn and then and you know my wife and i were thinking about kids and all this shit and like so all that starts going through my brain of course and the doctor's like no like this uh, this had this will have very little impact on your ability to have children like this like and i do a joke about this and that is that uh the miracle of the human body is such that if one is removed the remaining ball will pick up the slack and do the work of like two balls yeah, yeah. it's like a single mom you know it's just yeah. like <laughs> that's what it is yeah. and, and i said that to the doctor and he laughed i was like oh so that i know that's a good joke yeah, uh, yeah. But, but uh uh that i never i look back at that time uh and there was a very fast again like time frame thursday thursday night I go to the hospital. Three o'clock in the morning, I get the ultrasound. I'm done. Go back home. Tuesday morning, I'm, you know, knocked out. They got my ball removed. So, like, I never even had, like, a real moment of, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can't believe this shit is happening. It was so fast, and I knew that literally everyone around me, my wife, my mom, my sister, my dad, like, and, and my family, they get very tense. Sure. And I was just like, I got to be the even keeled person here. Like I just got, you know, I've been praying and doing my Indian meditation all the time. Yeah. And, and this is when you need it. This is when you got to be like, all right, this is like, I got to stay even keeled throughout this entire situation. Cause if I start panicking, freaking out, like everyone around me. Yeah. So I was the like, leader, yeah. I, I got to be like, all right, this is going to be fine. Like it is what it is. It is what it is. I can't do anything about it. Right. I got very lucky that we caught it very early. And it was stage one and everything. It was like the, the doctor said, if you were going to have cancer, this is almost the best cancer you can have. Like cancer probably just presented like the day before. Yeah, it was like like, in, like weeks like that it would happen. And like most people just ignore it and just let that shit grow. And then what happens, it might break off the lymph nodes. And then, then you have a, then it becomes like stage one or stage two. Like if it goes Metastasizes, yeah. yeah. And so the doctor says, you got very lucky. Good thing you listen to your body. Like, like 
the luckiest person on the planet. It's a good thing you do Kegels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in touch with your nuts. Exactly. Good thing you find it yourself. So all do the they time. give you your nut? What'd you do with it? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I honestly asked if I could keep it, and, and they're like, "No, we gotta, we, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta cut it up and do pathology and all that." You shit. wear it like the fucking passes. Hell <laughs> uh, yeah! It's like this is a reminder. <laughs> what'd you What'd you lose? The left or the right? Right one. Oh, nice. Like, the yeah, Republican. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got rid of that shit. Um, did you? So they put a fake one in. By the way. So, oh wow, you yeah, got a fake nut in? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh. A, a prosthetic nut? You don't hear about that a lot. Yeah, so I mean that's the thing, is like the, <laughs> the and I I don't have a bit about this. It's just funny to me. The doctor's just <laughs> That was like, yeah, I hooked you up. <laughs> like, you gave me a hookup ball. Did he tell you he was gonna give you a fake nut? No, he didn't tell oh, me. That's that. awesome. <laughs> He's like, yo, surprise, surprise. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, man. Like, uh, uh, don't worry, I got you. And he's and I was like, why'd you make it so big? <laughs> oh, is it noted like when you're it, naked, it's, you it's, got a fucking huge nut? It's, it's definitely bigger than the left one is or normally. Like if yeah. the left one swells up when I'm horny or whatever, it's like fine. Like they match up, but on on the reg, it's like. It's like maybe 10, 20% bigger. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Would you and your wife like laugh? Like, would she touch it and like laugh? Like, this is weird? Yeah, yeah, no. That's I mean, fucking it, 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 it's fucking hilarious. Just bonding over your fake nut. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, can I feel it? I'm like, yeah, of course you can feel can it. Can I feel it? <laughs> it feels like, uh, uh, you ever had like a lychee candy? Um, with like the, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a hardcore, and it's like gel on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you suck it out of a cup. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah. what that hard part is what it feels oh like. Oh my God. It's made out of silicon. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's fucking, it's crazy. And it doesn't impact your chances to have children with your wife at all. Not at oh, all. Great. So you could just fucking splooge in right now. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Of course. If we wanted to go at it, we could make it happen. Oh, so, how long it. did you wait? Six, six months to six weeks? To what? To have sex again. Oh, I mean, uh, the doctor said I think you wait like a week or two and you'd be straight. This is the this is fucking wild. Is that literally? It's like you're back to normal behavior the same day or next day. Like I rested the first day, and but the next day, like you can't like bounce around and like go work out or anything like that. But right. like I went to we had reservations at the Maca, which is the best Indian restaurant in New York City. The uh, Maca, where is it located? Uh, Essex Market in the Lower East Side. All right. You got to check Write it out. It down. Yeah, yeah, no. it's fucking delicious. We want to go. You want to go? Oh, 100% I, I, I want to go. It's fucking the best Indian restaurant. Yep. Shout out to Chintan Pandya, the chef. Um, Love your work. Uh, uh, what's it called? We had reservations the next day. Me and my uh, NYU friends, we had reservations the next day. And it's like almost impossible to get reservations for the time we got and for six people. 6 p.m., six people is like damn near impossible to get. Like someone dropped out. So I was like, well, we got to go. And the doc, I asked the doctor, like, can I go eat food after this? Like, can I walk around? He's like, yeah, you'll be 100% fine. Just carry your ice pack. I was like, all right, I got to buy sweatpants. And then <laughs> and I bought, I asked, I asked uh, my wife to go to the pharmacy and get, like, the ice packs you can, like, tape on for, like, yeah. your knee and shit. Yeah. So I had a fucking <laughs> ice, <laughs> ice pack, and I was like, hobble to fucking the maca bro walking around in gray sweats you probably thought the kids thought you had a fucking package yeah. like, this guy's got an elephant trunk in his pants uh, uh, <laughs> no i had just a giant ice pack i was cool as shit and the the they had this new um i don't know if it's new but they have this uh, anesthesia that's local uh and they use it so that if they do surgery minor surgery like that i had it's minor surgery that you don't need opioids because oh, okay. because they just inject it and it's like lidocaine in fat solution and so it dissolves over the first five days and so that all like you know the majority of the the pain that you get from surgery happens over the first five days okay. so in the first five days you don't feel any pain you all you got to do is like advil tylenol just in case anything it pops up but it it keeps the pain for the first five days like not feeling i couldn't feel 
I couldn't feel the right side of my balls and like this entire area for five. I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> I couldn't feel shit. It was just cold. Using like a speed bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was. It was. That was the funniest That's part to me. My, so crazy. It's, How much did they charge you to remove your nut? So l- thank God I have insurance as well. Uh, Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My writer's guild shit w- was set to ex- oh, yeah. w- w- expired. Actually, uh, expires technically on Monday. But now I'm doing Cobra, or whatever, so, so I can be on You're it. You doing a Colbert? Co- Cobra, Cobra. Oh, oh Cobra! <laughs> well, oh, Cobra helps the choice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know st- we're, uh, we're such like Jada fucks. I'm like Cobra Kai. What show <laughs> <are> you? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, the fucking uh, Obamacare extension of my health insurance. Oh, nice. Luckily, you know, and I'm paying out the ass for it, but obviously now it's whatever, worth dude, it. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Uh, but when. Uh, the the doctor like you know before i could get surgery we were talking about like how much all this is going to cost and it sent me a form and like oh this is just uh you know just sign this form it just says how much everything's going to cost obviously you're just going to bill your insurance like this is not going to come to you and i look at the fucking insu- bill i'm like what the fuck is charging forty six thousand dollars Forty six thousand dollars. Money out there, man. <laughs> Forty six thousand dollars. He got paid twenty six. Mike you know. Berkowitz is his agent. <laughs> <laughs> he got. That's how he got that killer fucking deal, man. For a half hour, forty six thousand dollars. Like, God damn, bro. He got. He got paid twenty six on the forty. Like, you know, like that's how these companies, how this all this shit works. Yeah. Like, you, you doctors, like, I want to make this much, and the insurance company's like, No, you're gonna take this much, and they're like, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. You know, they overshoot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like. $46,000 is what he wanted. Then NYU cost me, build my insurance, 10 Gs. It was 5 Gs to walk in, 1800 for the ultrasound, and then like, you know, a couple thousand for the labs and all that kind of shit. Uh, but it was hour and a half, $10,000. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's, Thank God it, for insurance. Thank Jesus. God for insurance. Yeah, that doctor makes money like Piff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me. <laughs> he's got a residency in Vegas. Who wants a nut out right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, damn, bro. That's fucking. He, well, was, tell, he was telling me. He, he's a funny dude. Uh, I don't want to say his name because I, I haven't asked him if I could or not. But He's probably on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. He's a, he's a funny guy. Uh, as uh, Funny in like a weird way as yeah, most yeah, ball yeah. doctors must be. But he was yeah. telling me he had, he had courtside seats. Uh, at, he got invited to have courtside seats at the Nets game. Um, uh, not he's not a Knicks guy yet, uh, uh, but he was at the Nets game, and his wife is uh, sitting next to him. And on his other side, uh, his wife's here. To the left of his wife is him. To the right of his wife is this uh, guy that she doesn't recognize. Is Derek Jeter? <laughs> oh shit! The captain. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, "Let me switch seats." And uh, uh, uh. The doctor's like, uh, oh, so you're a ball player. And, and Jeter's like, yeah. He's like, the doctor's like, yeah, I'm a ball player too. <laughs> Yo, that's a good joke. Yeah, yeah. I was like, nice, man, nice. Yo. You got you got some chops, bro. Did Jeter laugh at that? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Jeter seemed like the nicest person on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, he just ruined the Marlins. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, I mean, back in the day. Oh, okay. Um, here we go. So here we go. So so that was that was Nimesh's uh, nut story. So I'm happy that Nimesh can have children mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, we sometimes like to talk about serial killers. And yeah, we yeah. found that the youngest serial killer in the world is actually an eight-year-old boy from Bihar, Amr- uh, from Bihar, India. His name is Amarjeet Sada. Do we know who this kid is? No, I never even heard of this guy. Okay, bro, this kid 
He lived oh. in 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 Musahar, which is in Bihar, India. Shout out, shout out, Bihar. Uh-huh. Um, got some thick girls over there. <laughs> got some thickies. I've been wondering why this guy's been <laughs> staring at me this whole time. I know. Like, get, oh, that that yeah, bro. That Morty's gonna send him at me, man. I, I can feel it. He that that's a cancer nut. Gives birth to that. <laughs> <laughs> had I had I given had my had I just came and and not known uh, I had yeah. cancer. That this is what it would. He would given birth to Amar Sada, <laughs> who's believed to have murdered three people, including family members, by the time he was eight years old. Holy. Shit. In separate incidents. He even killed his own baby sister when she was eight months old. Oh, murdered no. his six-year-old cousin. Oh, uh, his last victim was was a six-month-old baby girl called Kushbu who lived in the neighborhood. Holy and after being questioned, Armarjeet showed no remorse and told the villagers about how he strangled the child to death and led them to a shallow grave where she was buried. She said he said, uh excitedly told him, I'm gonna I'm gonna re- I'm ready for this. I'm gonna read Indian right now. <laughs> excitedly he told them, Capta de Mar Marques Sura Delier. <laughs> Is that good? Which translates to I killed her by beating her from a brick. Jesus fucking Christ, bro. So, I mean, what the hell is going on in India? (laughs) Hey, man, you get a billion people out there, man. The bad shit's going to happen. It's a giant giant Petri dish, man. I know. (laughs) If anything, this dude is just doing uh, some population control. But an eight-year-old serial killer, I mean, that's young in the game. That's That is, I mean, what? When did he start killing animals? Like two? Like I know. <laughs> they started just, birds and shit. I know. I feel like he was probably like stabbing his mother's organs in utero. Just fucking. Oh my! Take, so oh, that he killed. This is in addition to the three people he yes, killed. Killed that, and then he also killed his six-year-old cousin, his own baby sister who was eight months old, and a and a six-month-old baby girl who lived in the neighborhood. Oh, that means. Shit. Well, first of all, my question is, who's just leaving their six-month-old out in the neighborhood? That, but what I'm saying, that's how beautiful India is that people just toss <laughs> their babies around. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how free it is. You yeah. can just pick up a baby. Yeah, like, oh yeah, okay. You can rent it like a city bike. <laughs> I watched. A, I watched a video. Come back. Was I watched that? a video on this guy and like. A lot of the people he killed, the parents just didn't report anyone missing because they said it was a family business. That's no. I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a very small village where the guy obviously didn't have any other weapons. A brick is like such an amateur move. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> bad form, bad, bad form, form, dude. What the fuck? I mean, that made me. How many did he actually kill? What's the uh, total count? I think. Well, it says. Uh, uh, it says. He, um, youngest serial killer, uh, uh, he killed, murdered three people. So it was three. Just three. Is that serial? Did he go to jail for that or what? Is that serial? Anything over two is serial. Oh, really? Anything over two. You kill three, and anything, and anything over one is a mass shooting. No. Oh, really? So that's why when you see another mass shooting, Uh like, obviously it sucks that people die, but don't think it's like. Yeah, give the real mass shooting some credit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Don't sleep on some of these motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> um, uh, no, no. I mean, I'm glad we hold the record for youngest yeah, serial killer. Good so that, for that's us, That's a bro. positive thing. Um, <laughs> we dominate every game, man. First female tour to France devolves into chaos after massive pileup. <laughs> Going back to this is why women are bad drivers. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> this is. So what happened here, pimp? Do we have the video of this? There's one abortion being giving way on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh. they're yelling, "Fuck you, Roe v. Wade." <laughs> Let's see what happens here. I mean, the Tour de France is fucking wild, dude. I mean, the course, man, when, how steep up a mountain they go at the end of the court. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. That <laughs> is a that. massive pileup. They, they, they're just scissoring. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Some, one of them got horny. <laughs> is Kirsten navigating this whole thing? Where, where's, she, where's she at? Yeah, <laughs> She's at the bottom is. of the pile. Bro, no, this keep is, it, it going. Is, this, does, this is crazy that this is the first one. Uh, this is the first Tour de the France? The first female Tour de France ever. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no, definitely every French dude. There's just people like, on the sidelines being like, yo, bring back Lance Armstrong. Uh, t- uh, I'm right here, guys. Yeah. Oh, bro, you are the Indian Lance Armstrong. I'm the Indian Lance Armstrong right now, bro. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to be on steroids immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take steroids now. Bro, you should. Uh, but they can't make my right nut shrink. You know? I know. That, your body was trying to make steroids for you. They're yeah. like, yo, bro, get on this HGH. Yeah, I really was wondering why I was getting so jacked. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shakira... Oh. Is facing trial on tax fraud charges. Now, what? this is interesting. These these people, you know, it's the media will like attack Shakira. Here's the truth, man. Uh-huh. Money like that coming in like that, I guarantee you, she just passed off to accounts she's trusted for years, and they steal your shit. Right. And you have no fucking idea what's going on, but the government will come after you. So that's why, like, you gotta know your taxes. You gotta know what's coming in and, and out. She's facing fourteen years. Fourteen, 14 years. years. What do you think is going to happen to her in prison? She's still going to look great. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh look, look at this woman. 45. Oh, my God. Imagine she starts leading a gang. <laughs> <laughs> they just dance their way to freedom. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm reading this a little bit. Actually, I take back what I said. She was charged with four counts of tax fraud and prosecutors alleged her. Consul- no, you're right. Oh, her consultants created a web of companies to hide income from Spain. So, uh-huh. so it, there has to be some type of like, I, because the thing is, is like, it's very difficult to understand taxes. I don't fucking know what yeah. they, what's I'll going like, on. I make like $12 and I'm just like, and my accounts are like, this is what has to happen. I'm like, all right, sure. If you say that. Yeah. Yeah. My account will always tell me the same thing because like in comedy, you know, um, you know what we get paid, we get paid like in full. Like if it's a, you know, gig for a thousand dollars, you get a check for one thousand dollars. You right. don't get the taxes taken out like a normal job. But so my account I feel so good when I get that check from like a oh, theater. I'm like, yeah. oh, and then I remember, oh, yeah, it's like a third of it. Yeah. 10% to your manager, 10% to your agent and then the government. Uh, yeah. So my account's like loose rule is he's like, oh, where, you know, the money you have in your bank account, just cut it in half. Just mentally say I have half that and I never do that i'm always like i got all this shit <laughs> i'm staying at the four seasons y'all yeah, and my account at the end of the dude the amount of money i lose every december uh-huh. is just like it's it's one of those things where i'm like i actually ask my account every december i'm like are you stealing from me yeah. because i told you half the money yes because i told you not to be an asshole <laughs> well shakira's up to something she was living in the bahamas which is a big tax haven that's uh-huh. well that's where yeah. they offshore bank oh, accounts yeah. and all that right you ever um, see the famous people's houses in the bahamas no it's like a mansion and then third world all around it like, well yeah dude i mean sal was telling us the story and hey babe about how like you go to the bahamas like a resort in the bahamas it's the most inflate uh inflated prices in the world yeah like a cheeseburger a beer and french fries would be like 90 american dollars god damn. like like if that that's what it is i don't want to go to bahamas nah, anymore go bermuda sounds dope Listen, if you really want to be a part of this show and you really want to get behind the scenes, go to patreon.com slash Comedy and go become a Puerto Rican. Over 75 hours of content that does not exist anywhere on YouTube. It doesn't exist on iTunes. It doesn't exist on Spotify. It only lives at patreon.com slash Comedy. That is where we are out of the box. We are unhinged. We are not playing by the rules of an algorithm. We are just being full chaos all the time. It's where some of the best work happens. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Sign up and tell your friends. Yeah. But yeah, wait, so, so so she's on trial right now? She's uh, about to be. Yeah, this just all came out today. I feel like Spanish pop stars are getting in hot water. Her last week was Ricky oh, Martin. Because yeah. oh. they said he was in... in uh, he but fucked, it got his, he fucked his cousin brother or, or cousin nephew or something. But they said it was it went it was away bullshit, already. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, Will uh, Smith apologized. Oh, Will Smith apologized yeah. to Chris Rock. I saw. I was watching that video like ten minutes ago. You used to write for you write for Chris I, Rock. I, I I've written time. for Chris Rock. You've written yeah, for yeah, Chris yeah. Rock. So fuck Will Smith. I know. Yeah, it feels I like. Know when I to be honest with you, I swear to God, when I first saw 
the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock. I was like, yo, Nimesh is writing some edgy shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, I was in the green. I was in the green room at the fucking Addison Improv, a Sunday night show, last show of the six show run, and I'm watching uh, the openers on stage. I'm watching the Oscars because only because I know Chris is about to go up. Like yeah. I know, they said, Chris Rock is hosting next month or presenting. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be fucking dope. It's gonna be funny. I'm gonna go watch this shit. I'm watching this shit, and then this dude slaps him. And I'm like, oh, that's a weird bit that they just did. Like, and then when they when they went back down and they cut the audio feed and you could still see the visuals and shit. I'm like, oh, that shit was real. I'm like, yeah. man, fuck, Will, who the fuck does that shit? I know. Who the fuck? What a bitch ass dude. And I have, I have plenty to say about it. Check my uh, tour out, findingnemesh.com. Please. There you go. See. So what do you say in this video? You watch this? What does he he's, really he's say? Ba- he's just apologizing profusely. I watched like the first minute and uh, two minutes, and I was like, this is. This is bullshit. It's and like you, you think like there's, it's not sincere. It can't be sincere. Yeah, yeah. And, and even if it is sincere, like who fucking gives a shit? The well, damage is done. The thing yeah. that bothers me is he's sitting here. There's probably ads on this video and his hat is a company he owns a stake in. It's Westbrook's company? Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. yeah. And there's, a, there's a giant water box next to him. It's yeah, a, because, a box he knows, water. because they knew how much millions of views this was. Gonna yeah. Be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like right there. Yeah, look at that. There, water, buy, box not, water. I'm not buying box water ever yeah, again. Yeah. I'm only <laughs> buying plastic bottles polluting the ocean because of you, Will yeah, Smith. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> um, but dude, you wrote you wrote for Chris Rock. I wrote for the Oscars, Michael yeah. Michael Che. Then your SNL writer. Yeah. Oh, fucking fruit. I'm telling I'm you, man, that was with two nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unstoppable with one, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always notice, and this I've been doing. Like, who are other people who have had testicular cancer? And like, there's this through line. That uh uh, after cancer, a lot of these dudes just get jacked, and it, I think it's because we have like this complex, like we feel like less men. So like I'm gonna fucking hit the gym, bro. Yeah. No one's gonna fucking stop me, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to the gym after this, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the gym every fucking day. Do you go to the gym in the hotel? Yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym in the hotel. I mean, th- yesterday yesterday I tried to go and it's fucking trash. So I just took a long ass walk. Well, I was gonna say Mateo. We had Mateo in bed. This morning, I can feel him. Yeah, I can feel him. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm gonna sleep here tonight. (laughs) It smells like just gay love. So I shouldn't have been farting this whole time. Um, I love it. So, so, um, Mateo said that there's a dope ass gym in the in the mall that's connected to this hotel that, uh-huh. and they'll let you in for free or for like $5 if you just bring your, uh, just for laughs pass. Oh, really? He oh. said it's like, it's like a real gym like back home. Like oh, a, shit. So I'm... he said just walk, go there. Oh, maybe it's I'll do that. It's a two minute walk. Okay. Uh, I was going to hit the pool but I'm also so self-conscious about hitting the pool because at some point like that lobby is full and you can see directly into the... Yeah, yeah. And they, they, I don't want to just see people... Just me floating around. Floating around. <laughs> <laughs> just one nut. Yeah. Floating around. You, you, and you can never sink to the bottom. Yeah, it's a flotation device. Nuts like a fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do, My backstroke yeah. game has improved tremendously. Well, see, I would never want to do... I never want to do it either because people always like, oh, like even yesterday, like, oh man, you look jacked, you look good, but when I take my shirt off, it just falls apart. Just titties everywhere. I don't want to hide... I, I like, just like hiding it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, now, <laughs> this is... If I lift my shirt, it's all mammal. It's just yeah. straight. Like, it'll be a blackout in this room. It's just <laughs> all hair everywhere. The only thing keeping the hair from falling off, or like ruining your bedspread is the shirt. Are there right bodybuilders now. in India? I've never. Yeah, oh there, yeah. Oh, there, yeah. Okay, I worked. Okay. I worked um, when I hosted the Ultimate Beastmaster. Shout out to Duck Sauce. The team. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great bit. Yeah, the yeah. team from India. Um, their co-host was a girl. Um, Sarah. I've, I'm blanking on her. Sarah Jane Diaz. Uh, she's like a big um, like TV presenter in India. And she's then, from Goa, I imagine. Goa. Yeah. yeah, that's where she's from. Yeah, yeah. And and so. And and her partner was this jacked, like famous Bollywood actor, uh-huh. um, uh, Vidyut. Um, I don't know. You, 
he's huge, like yeah, millions yeah. of followers. Like, but bro, he looked like almost like um, like uh, Google Ultimate Beastmaster India. Google Ultimate Beastmaster India Vidyu V I D Y U T. This guy oh, was yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, this guy Vidyu John Wall. This guy, dude. I mean, would do shit, bro. He's got he he did a bit. Well, uh, uh, like you know, he he's done it in the movies, and he proved it. He showed it to us. He had a car. He had rented a car, <clears throat> and he rolled down both windows, the driver's side and the passenger side, and then he ran from across the street and jumped through both windows. Like he put his body. Uh -huh. He does the yeah. He does this bit. He does look at his amazing car stunt. He jumped through both fucking windows and landed on his feet. He looks jacked. So he lived in the mountains um, of India. He would say where that. No electricity, nothing. And him, uh, I believe it was his mother or his father, would have him do bodybuilding, muscle building yoga uh -huh. for like six to ten hours a day oh every God. day. Yeah, I mean, oh, so yeah, the, you see, like shit like that. Parkouring. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, like the, I feel like yeah, the yeah. whole, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The whole physique game is so strong in India because yoga is, is really just about strength. Yeah, no. He would, and you know, I, I would ask him, I, he, I would always be like, oh, I want to try to get Jack. And he was like, do yoga, do yoga. Yeah. And he would jump rope. Yeah. Dude, he would jump rope. I've never seen this at all in my life. He would jump rope straight for two hours, 120 minutes. He would jump rope. What a I lunatic. Was, no, bro. It, so we would be having, like, you know, like. <laughs> I got to be honest, we're watching this right now. It doesn't seem that impressive. I know, I know. <laughs> I was, I, you know, it's funny. That's kind of. I was like, yo, I'm like, I could do that. Suck. <laughs> I yeah. could do that in a Volkswagen. I know, I know, no problem. It, it, he's hitting his head, like, yeah. while he's getting it. I'm like, that's not the way I saw you do it. Yeah, don't do the bloopers, bro. <laughs> yeah. But he's a good guy, man. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, when when I watch some Bollywood movies and I see these dudes are just straight jacked, I'm like, and I feel the same way about like a lot of uh, American shit. <coughs> it's just straight up. It's just straight up steroids. Like there's no, no there's no one being like, yeah. hey man, like maybe don't take drugs. I'm like, no, I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I gotta be in a Marvel film and I have three months to get in shape. My first phone call is going to whoever your steroid guy is. <laughs> we can get that hooked up. Be the Vinny yeah. Falcone. Shout yeah. out. Um, I need so a shot in my ass. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. That's the way to get involved with the show. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. That's where you can ask questions to the guests. We're going to start zooming in one person a day, uh -huh. uh, one person a show. So we'll get that. Uh, we encourage you guys to make funny names. First question is from Graham, G-R-A-E-M-E. -E. He asks, Nimesh, how mad are your parents that you're not a doctor? When did you come out to your parents as a comedian? Uh, they're definitely not mad anymore. Uh, they were definitely very upset that I didn't pursue the medical field in uh, my junior year of college when I dropped it. I'll never forget that phone call. It's like it was like I told my mother I died. Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah. uh, like my cousin. Uh, she was more upset for that than when you told you you had testicular. Exactly, a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Like, if 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 like my cousin's the ER doctor and he tells me like. Whenever he tells a, he's told the mom a few times that their kid's not gonna make it. And he's like, "Those are the worst towns in the world." That's what I imagined. What my mom like, like went through when I said, "I'm not gonna be a doctor." Like yeah, it, that is a death. Term. It was <laughs> like I, I, this is the dream that I had for my son is now dead. Yeah. Uh, I think when I started comedy, I, I, I couldn't tell my parents I was a comedian until I'd actually made any legit money doing comedy, and that legit money didn't come doing comedy until. I got SNL. Like I was, I had a day job up until 2016. Chris Rock saw me, uh, like two weeks after I got rejected from New Faces. Shout out to Fedora Gang, Jeff Singer, who rejected me. There uh, you go. <laughs> uh, uh, who, who, uh, who, I got the Oscars gig in 2016. But even that was like just one check. Yeah. And then I was like, what, what am I gonna do? And I was like, still looking for work. I got, you know, uh, Hassan gave me a job, like writing for him on the Congressional Correspondence Dinner at the time. 
and like I was bouncing around and shit. And then until May of 2017, uh, until September 2017, is that's when I got the fucking SNL job, and I was like, oh, now I have a year of consistent income. Income. Right. And then after that, when I got let go from SNL, I was back on the road. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? And <laughs> and then it was like, all right, now I really gotta make give this shit a go and like find a job or like work and like do stand up. And so I had like a mix of that. And it was only until like the last year and a half yeah. where shit has taken off for me career wise yeah. that my parents are like like now I'm again like zen about what's gonna happen. So they are zen about what's gonna happen. So to answer your question, Graham, never. They're still they're they're mad still that I'm not a doctor because I still don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. And I'm only a comedian until uh, for the time being, who knows? I may fucking drop this whole shit if it don't right. work out. <clears throat> All right, here I we go. I could die, you know. Here we go. Last Patreon question. Let's do the fuck, Mary, kill. Mm. Fuck, Mary, kill. Lauren Michaels, Michael Chase, Shane Gillis. Let's see. Fuck, Mary, kill. Shane, Lauren, or Che. All right. Fuck Shane, because I think he got a big ol' ass. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. He's got an ass perfect for one nut. <laughs> I got to kill Che, because uh, okay. he knows too much. And I got I, I got to marry Lauren, because, you know, he's got the guap. Yeah, get the money in the I, I, I need that Hamptons house, man. <laughs> That's a solid answer. Yo, where can people find you? FindingNemesh.com. That's N-I-M-E-S-H. Dot com, finding Nemesh.com. All your shows are sold out. Is the, there uh, anyone got tickets left? <laughs> what guy, city we, has tickets left? Well, uh, I've got a few left in Denver. That's the next one coming up. Uh, Portland's got a few left. Seattle's got a, Seattle. Be added a show. First one sold out. Second one's got a few left. Um, Tucson, Arizona, and Brea, California. That's all that's left in August. Please come see me. I need uh, as much money as I can get because I got to go on honeymoon in September, and this shit is looking very pricey. There you go, my <laughs> friends. Go find Nemesh. Follow him. Thank you for coming out, brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Thanks for having it. me, man.